Blog Talk Radio. There was a time I was so afraid, so scared to do what I wanted. In looking back, I can see all the mistakes that I made, and I wish that I could talk to me and tell me I can change. Don't be afraid, just walk with your Welcome to Blog Talk Radio Safe Recovery. This is Monica Richardson, and I am your host. Today in Los Angeles, California, on November 21st, 2017, well, it's been quite a whirlwind with this uh, sexual harassment allegations and uh, exposing it at so many levels, and I'm really super appreciative to all of the women um, and the men, um, we know Anthony Edwards came up forward and talked about it, although he certainly is not getting a lot of press that I've heard uh, talk about what was done to him as a child, um, as a child actor, which is just horrific and disgusting. Uh, so let's start out with this. I decided to do a show, Sexual Harassment in AA, How the Harvey Weinstein Scandal Will Help Expose Alcoholics Anonymous. But in case you're new to this world and um, my journey with this is began quite a long time ago in 2009 when a woman young woman in her early 20s came into my women's meeting um, I am no longer a member of Alcoholics Anonymous and I have been fighting the fight to expose sexual predators and predation in it for all of these years now one of the things that I think needs to really happen is that people stop actually using the word 13-step, because what 13-step is, it is a just blatant form of sexual harassment in all levels, from being uh, told, you know, uh, you're, you know, you look hot in that dress, you get great boobs, or, you know, somebody touching you uh, while you're standing there getting coffee, or somebody making a dis- disgusting, uh, gross um, motion that somebody's giving somebody a blowjob as they lean forward while you're sharing, which was just told to me like this past month. So I think that it really, for for me and for many of us who have been doing this work, it began with a couple of judges back in Pennsylvania who had been extorting um, the kids, in underage kids, into some kind of a, uh, you know, it's not a rehab, but a, a place for kids who had barely done anything, and a kid killed himself. And if if we all remember that woman who went viral screaming at the judge as he came out, and guess what? Those judges went to prison. 
And so people who think that judges are untouchable, uh, that was a pretty good example of them being exposed. They were taking kickbacks uh, to the tune of over a million and a half dollars, and they went to prison. So when we saw that, um, for me, and I never could find if there was an AA connection to that, but still we still see really serious, deep corruption. And the next thing was Jerry Sandusky. And Jerry Sandusky, uh, there's someone else that I'm thinking of that's similar to him, um, except not with children, is that, you know, you had Penn State and you had all this prestige. But, he, you know, very often some of these predators, they work with um, the very vulnerable, whether it's the homeless or children who were in foster care. And that was the case with Jerry, Jerry Sandusky. Now, when Jerry Sandusky was taken out and he was sent to, you know, there was a trial and all that stuff was exposed. People, you know, it was like, you know, how, how dare anybody touch, you know, American football is like American football. And I saw a documentary at Hot Docs up in Toronto a few years ago that was, you know, pretty fantastic that told this story. And then the next big case that I remember would be Bill Cosby, which was last year, and Gloria Allred, you know, was is handling that case and all of the women who came forward. And that was a period of a couple of years, and still that ass is still out there free, although his life is pretty much ruined. Um, he, there still should be a trial, and I think there was, you know, um, um, he was not convicted, in, once again, in Pennsylvania. Mm. And the next, you know, couple things that happened, um, one of them was with, um, you know, President-elect Donald Trump, where there were some things said, you know, with the TMZ guy, and then that kind of went away, and things have come and gone with uh, Bill Clinton. They sort of surfaced again uh, as Hillary Clinton was running for president. And, uh, you know, but the real big one here is Harvey Weinstein, all right? And then you have... Uh, you know, this joke, uh, there, I mean, there have been other people that said they were going off to, you know, sexual camp or whatever, which is absolutely ridiculous, um, that they're going to go to a rehab for uh, sex addiction, which doesn't exist. And if you don't know that, you can go online and Google sex is not an addiction, and you'll see the uh, the professor from UCLA that they did actually, somebody did a study, and you see these, you know, uh, people at the meadows when they take whatever you know amount of money fifty something thousand dollars for forty five days or whatever the heck it is uh anyway, I have so many pieces of paper in front of me. I do still get the newspaper on Thursday and Sundays. I get the l a Times I get the uh Hollywood reporter. I'd have to say in the beginning, the l a Times was not very good at reporting on this story uh you know, I could see that uh whatever. Uh, we later find out that that the story that was reported by um, Ronan, I think it's Ronan Farrow, uh, Mia Farrow's son, that the story tried to come out a couple of years prior, and that story didn't come out. It was suppressed by Miramax. It still had that power. And uh, I don't know if any of you have seen this, but there's, there's a picture I'm looking right now. I wish I was doing this in video, but... Um, that it's called Harassment in Hollywood. It's a big red picture with um, Harvey's disgusting face on the cover, and his teeth were made into shark's teeth, and it says the Hollywood um, Harassment in Hollywood Exposed. This was a really incredible piece of journalism. Um, talking what happened, I, I, I read uh, pretty much cover to cover anything about it. 
you know, it's there's a lot. There's just a lot to, you know, read about it. I think there's more than just him. There's Kevin Spacey. Um, then we had, uh, hold on a second. Um, then we had, uh, after Kevin Spacey, there was the Louis C.K. And, um, um, sorry here, I'm just, uh, so we had Louis C.K. and um, another actor, I don't know his name. But um, the point being that then um, there was a piece in Vice, I was interviewed for Vice, and Elizabeth Brown is that journalist who did that piece about Alcoholics Anonymous. And you can find that uh, simply by, you know, Googling Alcoholics Anonymous, uh, Vice, Sexual Assault, uh, let me see. Somebody's just asking something. Blog, talk, radio, if you're listening, you have found me. Um, I'm not able to do my chat. I don't know what's going on with the chat room. And I'm doing the show right before the holidays because I haven't done one in a couple of weeks. And it just feels like this thing is just really building. Now, I think that there are people that I spoke to in 2010 and 11 who were raped by people in Alcoholics Anonymous here in Los Angeles who just weren't ready to come forward. So um, we're at the point now where those people are, thank goodness, and we do need them to come forward and other people so they feel that their voices will be heard. If you're listening and you want to contact me, the best way really to do it is make AA safer at gmail.com. That's make, M-A-K-E, AA safer at gmail.com. I'm on Facebook, but it's gotten pretty busy on there with all the victims contacting me, and, and it's go ahead and try that. But if not, then get me at this address. Tell me briefly the story, and if you want to speak to me. Then, if you want to speak to a journalist, another journalist, um, besides the piece that Elizabeth did on Vice recently, <clears throat> is working on another piece. If you've been raped, um, if you've been assaulted, if you've been grabbed, um, if uh, a certain person, powerful members of certain groups and meetings like the Pacific Group or Clancy or anyone um, has grabbed your body, has uh, it touched you in a way that is not normal, uh, you know, in every hand, normal handshake, if you've been sexually harassed and you want to come forward, uh, please come uh, to this makeasafer at gmail.com and we can talk. Uh, so, you know, some of these stories, I was just looking at um, one. Did the DeWeinstein company know? Suit by an alleged of Harvey Weinstein, so studio board knew of his pattern of using his power to coerce on actresses. Um, and, you know, you would kind of think it's been gone, going on a long time. It would just be like somebody calling Alcoholics Anonymous and saying, oh, well, you know, first of all, there's, they say we don't have a part in it, but... They are going to they have a part in it, and they're going to have a part in it. At the end of this day, at the end of this rodeo show here, there will be a class action lawsuit against Alcoholics Anonymous, and they are not going to uh, continue with this behavior. Um, if you've been working a greeter or uh, secretary, anything, I think that it, it may you may have to make um, a precedent, a new precedent that. Uh, if enough people come forward, that I think there will definitely be something. So this is from the Los Angeles Times, the business section, Thursday, October 26th. So this is a couple weeks ago. Um, 
This is reported by Ryan Fogner and Victoria Kim and Stephen Baraglio. As the sex abuse scandal involving Harvey Weinstein expands daily, a lingering question is, what did his company know about his alleged history of mistreating women? In the last two days, three more women have accused Weinstein of forced sex acts. Actress Natasha Malthy, forgive me if I'm not pronouncing your name right, on Wednesday accused him of raping her at the Sanderson Hotel in London in February 2008. On Tuesday, actress Dominique Hewitt and former production assistant Mimi Haley Haley came forward with additional assault allegations against Weinstein. The board of directors at Weinstein Company had said that they are shocked and dismayed, in quotes, by the accusations of sexual assault and misconduct by the Mini Studios co-founder. Weinstein's brother Bob and anonymous group of an empo- and an anonymous group of employees have said that they were ignorant of their former co-chairman's alleged conduct. But Hewitt says the company knew about the executive's bad behavior and failed to protect women who came into his orbit. Her lawsuit, the first civil case against the company since the allegations went public, said the studio and its board were aware of Weinstein's pattern of using his power to coerce actresses into sexual acts. Hewitt alleged in her lawsuit filed in Los Angeles County Superior Court that Weinstein lured her into a Beverly Hills hotel for a meeting about her career in 2010 and made unwanted sexual contact. The lawsuit is seeking millions of dollars in damages, including punitive damages and money to cover the cost of medical and psychological care. Female Weinstein employees were used as honeypots to lure victims into meetings under the pretense of normal business, giving them a false sense of security, the suit alleges. Weinstein would then dismiss the so-called honeypot. Wow, this is fucked up. That sounds a lot like AA to me. Um, Wow, of some big, big, big groups and meetings um, that you all know. Okay, let's see where it was. Weinstein would then dismiss the so-called honeypot. And it's going to page four. Wow, this is a big story that I have not gotten to read yet. Um, But, um, okay. Um, Employees leaving him alone with the victims, an act of trickery detailed in the New Yorker article that first brought sexual assault allegations to light. Um, I probably should have done a longer show, but uh, it's okay. I can do another show after Thanksgiving. Uh, We'll do a much longer show. Um, This case is really about putting the casting couch on trial. Hewitt's attorney, Jeffrey Herman, said at a news conference Wednesday, it's an indictment of Hollywood. Legal experts said the suit probably is the first of many as alleged victims continue to come forward, increasing the potential viability to the studio. It's certainly not surprising, said Anne Fromholtz, a Pasadena employment lawyer who has handled sexual harassment cases for more than 20 years. With all these claims out there, anybody would have expected lawsuits to follow against the company and Weinstein himself. A spokeswoman for Weinstein has said that allegations of, um, this is crazy that my phone is like ringing like this, Um, that allegations, uh, sorry, where am I? Uh, With all these good lawsuits to follow against the company and Weinstein himself. Um, 
A spokeswoman for Weinstein has said that allegations of non-consensual sex were unequivocally denied. Equivocally denied. Anyway, Weinstein Company has not yet responded to the lawsuit, but the company's board previously said that it is shocked and dismayed by the recently emerged allegations of extreme sexual misconduct and sexual assault by Harvey Weinstein. Any suggestion that the board had knowledge of this conduct is false. Okay, now I just want to bring up something because this is, you know, it's got many, many, many more paragraphs about this. That in 2009, when I contacted the ex-president of Alcoholics Anonymous, um, Greg Muth, I was referred to Paul Cleary, who had written a letter to the board of Alcoholics Anonymous in 2008, where they made the board of Alcoholics Anonymous, and my understanding of a board of a nonprofit is that they are to protect its members. And when uh, Paul Cleary read his letter after a year, which they made him wait, um, they had voted to do nothing about the allegations that he was bringing forth. And if you want to just Google um, Paul Cleary's letter to the AA board, um, you'll find it. It's a seven-page letter. It was posted on the Internet a long time ago. I think it was on Stinkin' Thinking and the website, The Orange Papers, and even on N.A. Daytona. Um, as a result of that, uh, I, I was put in touch with him and told him what we were finding. And then I went out to co-ed meetings, which I wasn't going to, and then found out that the complaints were not just about sexual harassment, but were about uh, being raped. And um, as a result of a friend of mine who had had a big sexual harassment case, I went to see a lawyer that had, had represented her in her case. And the problem that the lawyer who I spoke to, and I really had gone to her to talk about wrongful death case for Carla Brada, for Yaro and Hector Mendez, who I was becoming um, friendly with and getting to know them through uh, what they went through with Carla. And um, they, you know, she was trying to wrap her head around, you know, that it's kind of like the Boy Scouts, and but this is not the workplace. And but you know, there was a lot of criminal criminal acts going on in AA, meaning that the rapes and what was reported to me were getting bigger and bigger. Um, so I kind of let that go, and I think I had some health issues. Uh, I'm sure that's what happened. And I continued to make the movie, but still. The, all the dots had not been connected for me, and it was, in fact, working with a young 25-year-old who was helping me make the film. She went to film school here in Los Angeles, and she was working at a nonprofit. Uh, she got a second uh, part-time job at an art gallery in Torrance, and she was overseeing the volunteers, which, you know, you think of yourself, you are a volunteer when you are working at any job in Alcoholics Anonymous. Now you are a volunteer. And um, she was having to train these uh, young people, uh, and that included sexual harassment. And so she wanted to know, she came back to work and for me, and she said, um, I don't understand this, Monica. How come, um, you know, how come uh, in AA, like your people are saying, well, you know, you can't, you can't have a class action lawsuit because it's not in the workplace. Well, in fact, when you are all working, uh, and you're the leader, you're the secretary, you're the coffee maker, you're the, you're the greeter, you're the literature person, you're the GSR, you're the you're the delegate. That you, in fact, are working for the organization, the nonprofit Alcoholics Anonymous. And when Alcoholics Anonymous, when people call and complain, 
and you know very often um it, it even was myself in the beginning that you have a comeback from when people call and you know when they say well we don't tell our members how to act and the groups are not connected to us well then if they're not why the fuck do you want their money you know of course they're connected you want their their quarters and their dollars uh and you have a, a pamphlet how the general service rep is connected to New York because that's your link and once you're a treasurer and you start sending money to New York, they'll be sending you literature asking you for more money and to um, contribute more money. So they're soliciting money in that way. And, um, you know, so these are some of the things that I didn't know in the beginning. I probably would have put it in the movie, you know, explaining it a little. Now, I want to talk about a couple of things. A couple of things were that I reached out to the L.A. Times early on, and the L.A. Times back then, what they did is they posted twice these very, very, propagandish um, large pieces about how AA is so great. I posted that stuff on YouTube. I made little videos back in uh, 2011 about this. I was pretty outraged that when we were sending emails and sending snail mail that they started to, um, you know, poo-poo us. And um, it was outrageous. I called the New York Times. And so I want to talk about this. So there was a guy uh, who died uh, a few years ago, who was, you know, way up there in the New York Times as a reporter, and he was a full-on stepper. He was an AA member. Um, he had, like, over 20 years. And uh, and then most recently, there was uh, somebody who was fired from the New York Times for sexual harassment. And um, also another thing that I, uh, well, I'm, I have, like, an RSS feed that comes and, you know, gives me all the news. But the, one of the big stories was, um, that I had tried to reach out. I didn't try. I did reach out to the head judge, the supervising judge for the downtown court overseas, a couple hundred judges, and was, you know, really, really pushed away. The guy did not want to talk to me. And then recently, um, there's a story. And here's the headline Top LA County prosecutors who reported sexual harassment by boss received $700,000 settlement. They had to move that. Um, that case out of the downtown court, and you take a look at these women here, um, Beth Silverman and Tana's um, Mokayev, uh, fabulous, strong, high-level uh, criminal attorneys were um, being sexually harassed by their boss. And if you read, it's really disgusting, um, this dude, let's see what his name is. Um, where are you? Uh, oh, yeah, and our um, district attorney, Jackie Lacey, uh, disputed suggestions that her office had over allegations yeah right um <clears throat> uh let me see here mm. uh, where is his name they moved it to orange county anyway and um and you know so this this happened this was reported by matt hamilton and um in for the la times and the date of the story was on october 26th uh, 2017. So this was also a big aha, you know, moment of seeing, well, if this is going on in the courthouse, then why would a judge want to talk to me about sexual harassment and assault and sending violent and sex offenders to Alcoholics Anonymous meetings when um, you have district attorney bosses down there that are sexually harassing, like the women that are right under them, lawyers. And so that needed to come out. And, uh, yeah, that's a pretty good story there. Let me see. So um, the next one that I have here is it's kind of uh, the Rob Moore story uh, running for U.S. Senate, the candidate down there that uh, allegedly pursued a sexual encounter with a young girl. 
uh, and you know this story for my money is getting way too much uh, whatever on CNN where I saw it today briefly I had to turn it off in the gym it made me so sick that um, you know that they're all defending him and they're just allegations when other people many many Republicans in the field are saying you know you need to step down you need to step down well you know let the guy run I mean I'm like yeah I think he should step down uh, it's really really it's really sick world I think that things will uh, they will slough out or whatever the word is that the truth um, will come out with this. Uh, this is a paper, this is the Los Angeles Daily News from Sunday, November 12th. So this is a lot closer to uh, where we are today. George Takai, Richard Dreyfus respond in harassment scandal. Uh, George Takai took to Twitter on Saturday to deny groping a male model and Richard Dreyfus said he never exposed himself to a female writer helping him with a TV script both back in the 1980s. Takai, the 80-year-old Star Trek um, icon, said in a series of tweets that events described by Scott R. Bruton in The Hollywood Reporter simply did not occur, and he does not remember ever knowing Bruton. Um, Right now, it is a he-said-he-said situation over alleged events nearly 40 years ago, but those that know me understand that non-consensual acts are so antithetical to my values and my practices. The very idea that someone would accuse me of this is quite personally painful, Takai tweeted. Dreyfus said, meanwhile, told the New York Magazine blog Vulture he flirted and even kissed Los Angeles writer Jessica Teak over several years, but thought it was a consensual seduction ritual. Um, The fact that I did not get it, he said, makes me reassess every relationship I have ever thought was playful and mutual. Um, It's long. I can't read this whole thing because there's just so much going on. Uh, Let's see. Uh, This Boston Globe. Well, it's just a lot. Just incredible amount of stories. Uh, We don't have much time. I have about four minutes left. Let's see. Um, The tech companies are putting harassers on notice. Someday when the history of the smartphone is written, historians should give the devices credit for finally ending one of the Western civilization's oldest traditions, the sexual harassment and assault of young women by powerful men. This was written by columnist Susan Shelley, and uh, this was in the Los Angeles Daily News also on uh, November 19th, which is like really recent. Here's how it happened. In 2006, Bill Cosby settled a lawsuit alleging that he sexually assaulted a woman. Uh, a dozen other women had come forward as part of that case, but the settlement buttoned up by the details and press coverage was skillfully managed by Cosby's entourage. And then in 2014, stand-up comedian Hannibal Buress was performing in Philadelphia. He told the crowd he was tired of Cosby's smug lectures on morality when the legendary sitcom star was himself a rapist. I talk about this on stage. People don't believe me, Burgess said. Google Bill Cosby rapist. Somebody in the audience recorded Burgess' act with a smartphone and posted that clip to YouTube. Now, you know, I I think I I love that this uh, young comedian did this because uh, when it was actually before... The story broke again because this has kind of been an ongoing thing. If you listen, like, you know, it began, you know, actually in 2006, right? And here we are now in 2017. And then, you know, things happened in 2014. But with Bill Cosby, 
you know, he was going around the country to colleges talking his smug ass about, you know, don't use drugs and don't have... I mean, he's a fucker, man. I mean, he really... Fucking asshole. I never liked him. He creeped me out. I never liked him on a stupid show either. Um, let's see. It changed everything, she said, after that uh, smartphone was posted on, you know, video was posted up on YouTube. All the tried and true tricks of the publicist's trade were nullified. No amount of pressure on an editor could keep the story from getting out. And when Cosby and his people tried to call the women liars, it only encouraged more women to come forward. <laughs> So um, I've got 90 seconds. Um, we've got here that accusers are suing the Weinstein's firm. That's in November uh, in the L.A. Times. A federal lawsuit alleges that a network of people who worked for Harvey Weinstein enabled his mistreatment of women and participated in what is described as the Weinstein sexual experience. That is disgusting. Class action lawsuit alleges the company enabled predatory behavior by the founder the city of Los Angeles will spend $450,000 to settle an LAPD sexual assault case. That was in August. And, uh, you know, it just goes on. So I will be, my name again is Monica Richardson. My film, which deals with um, the 13th step, which is sexual harassment, I've been talking about since I started this radio show since 2011. And now I think we finally have a voice and we will be heard. Um, if you will please go and share the story, Google, Google Vice, AA Sexual Assault, and share that story everywhere on Twitter, Instagram, on Facebook, and on your blogs, and retell it and retell it and have people contact me at makeaasafer at gmail.com. Again, Monica Richardson, watch the film on Amazon, on Vimeo, and I will be back next week. I want to wish everybody a happy Thanksgiving and a great, great, safe holiday if you are traveling. And I appreciate all the people who have come forward. Thank you and good night. See you next week. Bye.